I am really excited about our new theme music because it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Oh my god, it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard it far too many times. It's still amazing. And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool, because today we are starting a new book! Yeah! It is my turn to bring a book to the podcast that we end up hating the books we read on. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Good luck to you! uh yeah i now understand both of you because i'm sitting here being like i surely i'm not gonna hate this book at the end of this well listen i still like aragon so okay great you've got a 50 percent chance of success yeah, yeah i'm fine with those odds <laughs> for a couple reasons that maybe we'll get into later <laughs> but yeah uh we start we're starting a new book this episode and it's maximum ride yay yay Woo! I love this series so much, and I'm so excited to talk about it. But first, I should introduce myself. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. But today, we have a new random name generator <laughs> for our Maximum Ride era. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so, hear, listen, hear me out. Okay. Yeah, listen. We started being like, okay, well, let's do, you know, Maximum Ride. That's like, adjective, noun. Uh, that that like wasn't good <laughs> okay <laughs> it wasn't like a good generator it wasn't good so um instead we were like mild spoilers but that's gonna be the whole podcast <laughs> this book is about humans who are two percent bird <laughs> and also they have superpowers <laughs> so what if we do superpower and then bird <laughs> <laughs> so we have superpower bird names today. Yeah. I have high hopes for this generator. I have extremely high hopes for this generator. So I today I guess it's not that my name I guess today I am a Oh yes. Yeah. Today I am a Jedi Mind Tricks beanstork. Wow. <laughs> That's a fun. beanstork? Yeah, you know, a beanstork. A beanstork with Jedi mind tricks. That's with exciting. With Jedi mind tricks, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining just like a stork that hangs out in like <laughs> agricultural fields, but also you can never find them when you're looking for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you can just, you can never find the droids that are in your fields for some reason. We send in all these droids and nobody can find them in the bean field. <laughs> nobody can find them in the bean fields <laughs> anyway what cool superpower birds are you guys <laughs> oh man i don't know if i can top that but i'm sam and today i am laser-eyed book cowbird Whoa, laser-eyed a book cowbird is exciting does it just recite prose i don't know it plagiarizes other people's writing i was gonna say <laughs> It, it takes the book out from inside another book and puts its book in there. It scans the barcode with its laser eyes and then it knows the book and can imitate the book. I'll buy that. That sounds right. Wow. Oh, this is stupid. 
I am Hannah, but today, in addition to that, I am also a vampiric disaster shearwater. Whoa! <laughs> that checks, Which, though. It's like, it's a callback to our, you know, early episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Which were a disaster. <laughs> the vampiric disaster is what's getting me. Yeah. <laughs> if Edward Cullen was a bird, he would be this one. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. That's an insult to Shearwaters, honestly. Yeah. And we're continuing our trend of still bringing up Edward Cullen at every possible <laughs> moment we can in this podcast. In every episode. <laughs> Keep doing that. He really is just such an icon. <laughs> Can't help it. Well, instead of talking about Twilight more, <laughs> still, forever. Still. Sam, do you want to tell us what happened in the prologue of Maximum Ride? Hells yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so right off the bat, we've got a short little prologue to talk about, and we get a fourth wall break right at the start. And we are told that we need to keep reading in order to survive to our next birthday. In this, Max is uh, telling us a little bit. So she tells us that she's 14, lives with her family, which is five other kids, but no one is related to each other by blood. Uh, we have Max. Fang, Iggy, Nudge, the Gasman, and Angel. And they were all made on purpose by horrible scientists to be 98% human and 2% something else. We technically haven't learned yet, but we all know what it is. It could be anything. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyways, <laughs> there are now also some other people called erasers uh which are part human and part wolf aka they are werewolves because they are humans <laughs> that morph into wolf men and they are hunting max and her family so yeah they're on the run these erasers are after them and we just we got to keep reading max is urging us to keep reading because everything depends on it wow, wow. so and she signs off the letter of the prologue, Welcome to Our Nightmare. Which is oh yeah, I forgot that. Very <laughs> beginning of Midnight Sun. Uh-huh. Very 14-year-old. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Very melodramatic for a YA book. Like, fits uh, right in. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Man, I have been, like, slowly remembering parts of this book as we've been coming up to this episode. Like, yeah. I've been thinking about it and I've been like, oh, yeah, this book, this thing happens. This part happens. I had fully forgotten that the erasers existed until oh. I read yeah. that sentence. <laughs> oh, like, too. oh, yeah, they're werewolves. <laughs> I forgot completely as well. Actually, reading this prologue, which, again, was only like a page long, was like a flashback of nostalgia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot all of this. Yeah. So many parts coming back. Yeah. yeah. I remembered the erasers, but I had 100% completely forgotten about Nudge and the Gas Man. I remember yeah, the same. other four. I had forgotten about Nudge. Yeah. I, I thought there were five of them and that I had forgotten one. Turns out there were six and I had forgotten two. Yeah. I think Sorry. I had forgotten Iggy <laughs> and Nudge. I definitely had also forgotten two of them. <laughs> I only remembered Fang. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Of course, we all remember Fang. He's a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Sad boy, yeah. bad boy. <laughs> sad boy, bad boy. <laughs> I had like a weird preteen literary crush on Iggy at one point. I don't remember why. I think he's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like obnoxious? <laughs> Is it because there's the Digimon character named Iggy? Well, the Digimon character is named Izzy. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
No, I think it was just because it was the male character who wasn't Fang, and I was being a hipster, and I was like, well, I'm not going to have a book crush on Fang, because that's too basic. Obviously not. <laughs> Even though, in hindsight, Fang is way more crush-worthy, I think. I don't remember anything about these characters. I guess we'll find out, probably. <laughs> They're 14. That's a really creepy thing for me to say. <laughs> yeah, none of them need to be crush-worthy, actually. Listen, from the perspective of 13-year-old Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I was a vampire disaster shearwater. Yeah. <laughs> crushes on fictional 13-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I My favorite part of this prologue is that there is the, like, whole prologue is a warning. Being yeah. like, keep reading. Watch out. This could happen to you or your kids. But, like, eight pages before, there's another warning. Like, at the very beginning of the book. <laughs> that's just like... If you dare to read this story, you become part oh, of yeah. the experiment. Yeah. I know that sounds a little mysterious, but it's all I can say right now. Max. <laughs> like, oh my god. So good, though. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time already. <laughs> oh like, way to draw me in as a 13-year-old. Like, hell yeah, I am ready to be part of the experiment. Do you think, <laughs> spoiler alert, I guess... But do you think I did not want to be a teenager who could fly with bird wings? Like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> Please bring me into this experiment. I want to be there. With your own found family? Wow. My own family that I found? Yep. With superpowers and also bird powers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the erasers is like Max's brother or something, so I probably really enjoyed the angst of that, but I don't remember that it sounds specifically. Right. I know his name is Ari, but I can't remember anything else. Yeah, I... Honestly, I can't remember if it's that he's her little brother or if he's in love with her. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I do remember that there was like... A, not in this book, but in one of the books in the series, there was like a clone of Max who was a boy that was like genetically altered what? to be max's soulmate or something like that so what? she would fall in love with him i swear this happened i think that was a book later than the one i finished at <laughs> yeah i do not remember that it was before i stopped reading and i'm pretty sure i only read three or four of them there's a lot of them there are a lot of them yeah maybe we should get back on some kind of a track huh yeah 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 <laughs> okay to keep talking about the prologue <laughs> oh yeah right I just, so funny that there's just already, like, so many tropes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So fast. I'm so excited. Yeah. I really like the part where it's just like, anyway, we're kind of amazing. Not to sound yeah. too full of myself, but we're like nothing you've ever seen before. And then it's oh, like, yes. basically, we're pretty cool, nice, smart, but not average in any way. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not like other girls. They're not like other girls. <laughs> just had to make sure you you knew that yeah <laughs> uh it's a great oh, time so good and then right after that we get the uh all scientists are evil <laughs> yeah yeah which is uh -huh. good we're not evil we're not evil i'm putting wings on bryce owens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like a in the prologue, Max does her, like, warnings, and then she goes, Okay, I'm Max. I'm 14. And I was half expecting it to be like, I have long blonde hair and bright green eyes. <laughs> I looked in the mirror and examined my tall, slim figure. <laughs> <laughs> it was too bad I wasn't good looking at all, but... <laughs> 
but my two best friends, Fang the dark one and Iggy the blonde one, were in love with me. No. Uh, <laughs> no. That's Hunger Games. That's Hunger Games, yeah. <laughs> we'll read that next and biology humans? We're not qualified for that. No. We've no. done a bad job at that. <laughs> <laughs> Historically, not our forte. No. Which is good because we picked this book where they're 98% human. <laughs> so perfect. But it's the 2% that has a big impact, remember. Oh yeah, yes. let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I am very excited, obviously, because I really liked this book. But also because explicitly it says everything to make them and the erasers was science, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we better be able to come up with why. <laughs> Although I, I feel like I remember there's actual attempts to explain or describe like what they look like, what their wings look like, how hmm. this happened, the theory behind it, you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of hopeful. Yeah, I feel like I was believing it until in one of the later books, one of the, the blind character learns how to feel color. And I think that is the thing that I was like, nope. <laughs> this is a step too far for me. I refuse to believe that. But everything else, I was on board until that point. So it took a couple books for me to stop believing it. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking the superpowers, gonna have a hard time with. And yeah. the part where the erasers can, like, turn into wolfmen. Yeah. Not that they're yeah. just, like, already wolfmen, you know? Yeah. Morphing is a yeah a powerful word that is a powerful word of magic <laughs> <laughs> can't wait can't wait oh yeah did we mention that the evil science lab they were made in is called the school oh yeah because obviously the message you really want to pass on to your kids when you're giving them these like middle grade oh. ya books is that scientists are evil and school is bad <laughs> yeah school <laughs> is a prison science <laughs> is evil yeah <laughs> Yeah. You should run away from all of it. All of it's bad. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much media out there of being like, wow, evil scientists. And it's like, okay, well, maybe they could be good like one time. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that. Cool, chill scientists. Maybe people will actually listen to us if we're stopped being portrayed as evil in shows. Uh, that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> Perhaps one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice dream to have. Yeah, I, I like to think so. Did you guys have anything else about the prologue specifically? Or do we want to talk maybe a little bit more about our memories? <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I've said this several times today alone. I was a huge <laughs> fan of the series. I think I only read the third book, but maybe I read the fourth book and just removed it from my brain. But <laughs> I distinctly remember reading the first three and then I think giving up. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, really liked the first three. Uh, it was just my vibe, you know? Birds, people. <laughs> birds, people. Birds, people. People, <laughs> birds, people. people that are birds. People, birds. People, birds. Because the thing is, is that I read Aragon around this time. Dang, you know? what a good book. What a good book that we all agree is a good book. And I did not remember any of it when we were reading it again now and i i'm pretty sure i remember every part of this book right now wow wow see i was like i remember everything of twilight i don't think i can tell you a thing about this book like the prologue just brought back a lot of stuff but not enough what about you hannah did you remember everything about aragon <laughs> i remembered maybe like 40 percent of aragon 
and like a lot of the overarching story. And then this book, I or this series, I guess, I have like a couple of specific scenes that I remember. But if you ask me what happens in this like book one, uh, I have no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, we can each have our own book where we remember stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do think it's interesting in my like very brief research that I've done about this book and something that I did know and did forget before now is that this book is not just called Maximum Ride. The series is called Maximum Ride. Yeah. The book is called Maximum Ride colon The Angel Experiment. Yeah, oh, I guess yeah. we should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah, which is book one in the Maximum Ride series. Yeah, but I think like the later books aren't like, I think one, two, and three are Maximum Ride, colon, something. And then I think yeah. after that, they just stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, the first four are Maximum Ride, colon. Okay. The fifth one is, all caps, max. And then the right. rest of them just have their own titles. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no consistency, which does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> How much of this series did you read, Sam? <laughs> I think... I read three. I got to the one where I think it's called School's Out. I'm pretty yeah. sure I read that one. Yeah. School's but Out. I, forever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the third one. I think I got three in and I stopped because I didn't like the writing, but I kept hoping yeah. it would get better. And then I yeah. just, I eventually, and I think I read it. I stopped reading it like when I went to undergrad along with like a lot of series that I kind of stopped reading mm -hmm. between high school and university so i'm pretty sure it was three of them but i honestly don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i just know it was more than one <laughs> yeah. yeah but at least we're back on a book where uh all of us have actually read it <laughs> yes yeah, that helps yes yeah. i do know what's going on i can't be spoiled because <laughs> it's somewhere in my brain <laughs> yeah yeah i think i actually read six of them i'm like looking wow. at the list wow. in the series and I know I read up to Fang, which is the sixth one. And I'm pretty sure I didn't read beyond that. Interesting. Yeah. There are so many books in this series. What the hell? There are so Wait, many. Wait, how many are there after Fang? Because I know that one was just released recently called like Hawk or something. How many are between yeah. Fang and that one? Hawk is number 10. And then okay. there's also a number 11. There are 11 of these books. What the hell? Yeah, he revamped them. Uh, not him. I think there's someone else writing them. But they got revamped. I think it was like near the beginning of COVID. Because I remember there was a booktuber I follow, uh, Piera Ford, because she like did this whole Maximum Ride web series when these books were popular. And so like this was her whole thing. And then I remember this book coming out and I watched the video and it wasn't very good. But I think it was like near <laughs> oh. the beginning of the pandemic. So it's again that whole renaissance of these old series we loved as kids and then all of a sudden like something coming back when we're adults and they're like bringing it back trying to get the love back for it the book 11 came out last year in 2021 which is yeah insane to me <laughs> so they're trying to like revamp maximum ride it's like the same thing all of these series are doing they're trying to wow. like bring back the love for it get the nostalgia yeah because it seems like maximum ride forever which was book nine was yeah. 2015 and then hawk was 2020 yeah and i bet that's when they got all rebooted <laughs> yeah yeah well hawk and city of the dead are like a next generation series oh. yes. following max's daughter hawk what the hell yeah oh, man I... what's up with that uh... what's up with that <laughs> 
from what I can tell from like the from what I watched of like the intense Maximum Ride fan base, <laughs> people were not happy with this book. Like it was <laughs> not well received by the original fan base. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, while we're talking about the original fan base, yes. Do you guys want to play my favorite game? <laughs> Uh, which is where I make you try and guess how many copies this series sold. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've got two parts to this game because this series is much less popular than the other two we read. <laughs> like way, like way less popular. It is not yeah. on Wikipedia's best-selling books of all time list. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, but the series itself, so the first nine books... <laughs> sold less than A Wrinkle in Time, if you guys know that series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> less than Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and more than The Giver. Oh, I've oh. read that one. <laughs> Considering almost every high school has probably bought a hundred copies <laughs> of The Giver. Yeah. I will say that the best-selling books of all time, I think starts like just below 10 million Okay. And goes up to over 50 million or 100 million or whatever. Like, that's the top. That's whatever. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter or whatever the hell. (laughs) This series as a whole fits inside that bracket, but no one book sold more than 8 million or whatever. Right? But the series as a whole is between those two numbers. (laughs) And that's what we're guessing? The series as a whole? Yeah. Because that's the only number I could find. (laughs) okay my gut instinct is 14 million but that might just be the aragon number that is still in my head but i'm gonna go with 14 million was aragon 14 that's what i was probably not (laughs) for some reason my brain is remembering 40 so oh i can't remember numbers to save my life no i just looked it up it's 25 million we are okay we're both (laughs) off okay um i I want to say, if it's not up there with Aragon, but the whole series might be, I want to say 20 million. Okay. So we got 20 million for Sam, 14 for Hannah. Yep. The series, nine books, sold 13 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was close. Good job, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Incredible. I'm so good at chance. <laughs> <laughs> at thinking a number randomly. At picking a number between well done. 10 and 15. 500. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, a second game I want to play mm-hmm. is what the rating for it is on Goodreads. <laughs> so close your Goodreads windows oh. of Maximum Ride right now. The whole series or just the first book? The first book. Oh, actually, I just added it to Goodreads, so I don't think I can participate. <laughs> but did you look at it? I think so. Okay, well, take a guess anyway. Well, wait, let me guess first. Yes, but let me give you the... So, Twilight. Oh, yes had 4.9 million reviews and was at 3.63 a rating uh, out of five stars <laughs> aragon had 1.6 million ratings at 3.93 so better than twilight <laughs> <laughs> and the number of ratings on aragon i mean on maximum ride <laughs> is 200,000 so much less okay but what do you think the rating is if twilight is 3.63 and Aragon is 3.93. I think it's... I think it's 3.6. Okay, Hannah. I, f- I feel like I might have seen it, but I might have seen something else. And I'm going to say 4.09. No. Okay. <laughs> it is 
four point zero seven. Whoa! <laughs> what? Over it's four on Goodreads. That's crazy. Okay, but it has way fewer ratings. You know, like yeah. I feel like people who didn't like Twilight and Aragon still rated it. <laughs> yeah, on Goodreads. Yeah, I feel like Maximum Ride is like old enough and obscure enough that people aren't still reading it now for the first time and adding it to Goodreads. Whereas, like, Twilight and Aragon arguably are popular enough that people would still read them. Right, or reread them as adults, you know? Yeah. And make a whole podcast about it. And maybe and make podcast a whole about podcast it. about it. Yeah. And realize it was bad and rate it three out of five <laughs> realize stars. Realize it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun fact is that Hawk was on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh. Really? Yeah, in 2020. Is that just wow. because James Patterson pays yeah. them to put it there? Surely. I think it's because everyone was excited about it, bought it, and then hated it, you know? <laughs> True. It doesn't yeah. say it was good. It just says it was sold. It was on the bestseller <laughs> list. <laughs> it only has 4,300 ratings on Goodreads. Oh, wow. that's not very many. And the only other book in the series that was on the New York Times bestseller list was the fourth manga. <laughs> oh, the fourth manga. Yeah, because it was made also. Okay. As a manga. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Other fun facts I learned about it. There was a movie. <laughs> <gasps> what? Oh yeah, my god. I've I've watched it. There was a movie of there was a film adaptation of the first half of the Angel <laughs> yeah. Experiment. Oh. Yeah. Because Okay, because apparently there was supposed to be like a movie and it was supposed to be directed by the same person who directed Twilight. Yep. Oh. And then she just dipped. And so they were like, uh, and then some other guy made a film adaptation of the first half. <laughs> it's, uh, it wasn't great. I was yeah. say, is it better or worse than the Aragon movie, do we think? <laughs> I never saw Aragon, so, but from what you guys have told me, I think it's on par. Oh, no. Oh. What's with us in picking books with bad movies? Actually, <laughs> the Twilight movie, I will argue, is good. Watching Twilight again, actually not that bad, but I don't want to get us off topic. Yeah, like, I feel like the Twilight movie is a good adaptation. The Aragon movie was a crime against literacy. Yeah. <laughs> the Maximum Ride movie probably also fell on that end of the scale. I just remember watching it and it felt very homemade. Oh boy. <laughs> but that's like the only thing I remember of it. Because like, again, these books and fandom did not stick in my head the way Twilight and anything vampire related did during that time. <laughs> So, YouTube personality Jenna Marbles served as an executive producer of the film. Hold the phone. Wait, Wait. what? I need to see this. Movie <laughs> I didn't so know badly. that. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, but when I looked it up, there was no Wikipedia page for the person who directed the movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that says a lot. But now I need to see Jenna Marbles produces. Jenna Marbles produced Maximum Ride. Maximum Ride. Oh my what? god, the cover for this movie is. Oh no. It's bad. Oh my god, we need to watch this. James Patterson was on the right, like the executive team for this movie. How did it die? <laughs> okay, listen, James Patterson. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but also, he's very rich. I think he can just put his name on things so he gets money from things, but doesn't actually do any work for those things. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should mention. <laughs> you mean like for his books? <laughs> These yeah. books were ghostwritten by Gabrielle Charbon. I don't know if she's French. Charbonnet? Char uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway, Gabrielle. 
Gabrielle. <laughs> yeah, and she's acknowledged at the beginning of the book, but not like as a co-conspirator, not <laughs> as a co-author. Or... Yeah, that's the that's the name for that position. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, has she written anything under her own name? I think she got she got co-author on Hawk when it came oh, out. Yeah. I believe. I thought she did. Yeah, she did. Okay. Oh, she also writes under the name Kate Tiernan, under which she has written the series Sweep. I have not read that either. Nope. (laughs) Heard of that one. Under her actual name, it seems like she wrote a lot of kids' books, specifically Disney books. Oh, interesting. She wrote a Disney Girl series. Yeah. And Princess series. She has other ghostwriting co-author things with James Patterson. The Fall of Crazy House. Oh, interesting. Looks like she's, yeah, written some mostly children's books. Oh, another James Patterson, The Gift. She has 52 books under the name Kate Tiernan, and they all look like the most self-published YA fantasy <laughs> covers I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Wow, good for her. Prolific. Like James Patterson. (laughs) I know how this is the way it used to be done. (laughs) You know? Uh Like, a popular author would have all these secret ghostwriters. I just feel like I like the way Rick Riordan does it, Mm -hmm. where he just has Rick Riordan presents, and then the actual author of the book is Mm -hmm. bigger, (laughs) the bigger name on the... Yeah, Rick Riordan does a lot of things right that all of these other... (laughs) James Patterson did do that, though. He has... recently, though? Yeah, Yeah, like the Kingdom of the Wicked series was published under James Patterson presents and stock or stalking Jack the Ripper series. Yeah. That author is like under James Patterson presents, but her most recent book was published without it. And I haven't had time to look into it, but I feel like there's some tea. Oh my God. There's so much tea. Oh, there is. You know it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I was like following this live on Twitter several months ago. It was drama. I want to know. Before, like super quick before we get (laughs) into that. Okay. We do have to just address that James Patterson sucks. Yeah, (laughs) he does. Like, oh my God, he sucks. No, that's related. (laughs) Okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring it up in a point to discredit that he sucks. He full on sucks. (laughs) And I think I more brought it up to point out that I think he started doing it because other authors started doing it like Rick Riordan. Yeah. And because he was like trying to save his image, but like his image is so fucked at this point. I don't even know why he's trying. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so he started this imprint called Jimmy Patterson Presents, and it acquired all of these books, like the ones Sam mentioned, that were like a lot of kind of dark YA, yeah. a lot of them by underrepresented author demographics, so like a lot of women of color were published initially under this imprint. And then he recently announced that he is going to restructure the Jimmy Patterson Presents imprint to only publish books written by James Patterson. <laughs> Oh, oh that was related to that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't know so he about started that. Started this whole thing to like promote underrepresented voices, and then was like, "Nah, <laughs> actually, I'm going to only represent my own voice." What the hell? Yeah, I assume that was around the time he had that interview where he said, "Wow, yeah. white men, yeah, can't write books anymore." <laughs> That's the time. Great sucks what a weird thing to say 
yeah. my god. I feel like we all know someone who says things like that, but usually they're not like exceptionally wealthy men yeah. at the top of their field. Successful. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The only good thing about that is that I felt bad about any time I had criticism of Aragon because I felt mm-hmm. bad about being mean to Christopher Paolini. Yeah. Like he seems like a decent guy. <laughs> yeah. I felt less bad about saying mean things about Stephanie Meyer. And then I uh-huh. won't feel bad at all. <laughs> No remorse. Nope. To heck with that guy. Heck with that guy. He's almost as bad as Bartice on Love is Blind season three. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do just want to stress any criticisms I have of this book, I'm assuming are from the parts that are written by James Patterson. I have yeah, no yeah, yeah. issues with Gabrielle. <laughs> yeah. No. Her stuff is probably the good stuff, is all yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She's probably great. She's probably great. <laughs> Without looking into her at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah her I'm opinions. like, do we want to... We're saying this while she's going to be like a literal Nazi. <laughs> Let's just yeah. her real quick. <laughs> I guess she did write a book called Crazy House. Yeah. That was I mean, with James. Great. Okay, also James' fault. Yeah. I mean, also if it was like the early 2000s, we collectively uh weren't quite on board with the fact that that was actually fucked up yet yeah okay well you know nothing comes up so we'll just wait till she turns out fine or not (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) whatever anyway (laughs) we went on a tangent there oh as we do as that's what this book is about right that's what this book is this book this podcast this podcast i mean i guess the whole book the book of maximum ride colon the angel experiment as they escape and go on the run so if you think about it they're also on a tangent huh what? <laughs> yeah huh? Huh? huh okay let's listen <laughs> <laughs> did anyone else have any thoughts about this shut up <laughs> i've lost my train of thought <laughs> I, yeah, okay. I feel like i had one it's gone now okay do we want to guess what happens next <laughs> Yeah, this. Did you notice that this book doesn't have chapter titles, which is kind of a bummer? Oh, that is a bummer. That does suck, yeah. So we don't even get a clue. <laughs> what can help is that we are starting part one of the book, which uh-huh. is called Flock Fright. <laughs> Oh. Oh, okay. Also, so the listener knows what we're doing. Much like the prologue, oh, yes. all of the chapters are teeny tiny. Very small. Teeny tiny little chapters. Like one page. So tiny. And there's so very many of them. And there's so many. And if we did it one or two chapters at a time, we would be doing this in 2035. So (laughs) we're doing, we're going to be doing four chapters at a time instead of two. Listen, okay. It sounds like a lot. Don't worry. We've done the math. (laughs) We've done the math. It'll take the exact same amount of time. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, we got four chapters of part one, Flock Fright. Which is going to be what, like six pages probably? Yeah, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I think it brings us to page 24 and Flock Fright is on page 13. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Nine pages. Nope, 11 pages. Sam, I know I'm not paying you. Please do math for me. (laughs) Which one is correct? What? Wait, sorry. I what happened? Twenty four minus thirteen. Oh, eleven. That's eleven. Eleven. It's eleven, right? Yes, it's yes. It I is. am not a statistician biologist. I am a reads papers about whales and writes things down biologist. You're not <laughs> subtracting. I... 
I just want to say, even being someone who is quote unquote good at math, half the time numbers aren't even involved in math. I'm actually very bad at doing like quick math in my head, like quick addition, subtraction, multiplication, that kind of stuff. But I know how to do like differential equations, mathematical modeling, and interpret statistical models. They are very different things. (laughs) Yeah, see, I'm much better when there are actual numbers involved. (laughs) No, the less numbers, the more I understand. (laughs) Great. Great. I love math. Um, I don't want numbers or hypothetical numbers. I want pros. <laughs> I'm going to guess what's happening in the next four chapters first. Okay. Because okay. we've all read it, so Sam doesn't have to go first like we used to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I think they es- escape from the school. Is that part of it? Or are they already escaped? I think they're already out of the school. I think, right. Yeah, I feel like they're already escaped. Isn't They're in a house with the guy who is actually a bad guy. Oh, oh shit. I don't yeah. remember that oh my god you just activated a memory (laughs) i think they're they've been out of the school for a while and they're all living in a house together oh my god you're right and so i think and they're living there with their quote-unquote dad who is one of the scientists right yeah is it jeb oh my god and then I, but I don't think Jeb is there at the beginning of the book. I think okay. he's missing. Oh. I don't remember any of this. I just think, I just remember them being out on their own at the start and like living in a house and like having a whole system of how they were surviving. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And it's because Jeb used to be there, but he's not now. Yeah, this makes sense. I would buy that. I don't know if in the first four chapters anything's going to happen, but <laughs> you know, they probably get found by the yeah. scientists. <laughs> I yeah. think, I feel like we still have some time before that, but I could be wrong listen the plot in some of these especially like middle grade or like younger ya books the plot happens so fast so fast that's a good point yeah it could happen in the first 10 pages it could could. this is not gideon the ninth where the plot doesn't happen for 200 pages god try horror the ninth (laughs) Uh where it just doesn't happen it doesn't I love those books. You know, I think we'll do better once we, on future chapters, once we actually read some of the book. Yeah. Yeah, that might help. I think that's a good start. It'll be interesting to get back into a first person book again. Yeah. I agree. We can talk about people's thoughts and how much we hate teens. Yeah, see, the one thing I do remember about this book is that I remember, like, viscerally hating being in Max's head. Like, I remember (laughs) hating the way that this book was written, and that's why I didn't really read that far. Because, like, when I first started, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll read the series. Like, I started it, I have to finish it. And this is, I think, one of the series where I started being like, I don't need to finish the series just because I read the first one. Whoa powerful yeah so we'll see we'll see if that holds (laughs) yeah some of us have never left that (laughs) and it's hannah (laughs) (laughs) that's true yes hannah still must finish the series which is why i made her read throne of glass i still haven't read a court of number four you can't make me you don't have to that's fair you finished the original trilogy and that's like that's complete yeah oh yeah perfect also i read fucking spin the dawn and that was terrible i'm not reading the next one we're just putting that book on blast for no reason (laughs) (laughs) as the one example of a book that you refuse to read the rest of the series I literally finished a book this week that I hated and will not continue reading the series, but apparently Spin the Dawn is the one. That's the one. I read that like last summer. (laughs) Just scarred you so badly. Screw that book in particular. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't remember. We were guessing what happens next and I think we guessed it. Yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. So next, let's talk about what else we're reading. 
so I am still not really in audiobook land <laughs> in terms of work I'm doing. So I am very slowly reading again. But the only book I read was For the Throne, which is the second of the Wilderwood duology by Hannah Witten. It was so good. That duology is like really good. I'm excited. I want to read it. Yeah, it's like feels like it's on the edge of like adult fantasy and YA. Yeah, like I feel like there's some YA elements, but not enough to make me dislike it. It's just yeah, Yeah. it's really good, and the ending is like so so choice. Nice. I have it on hold at the library now. Yeah, good series, and only two books. So exciting. (laughs) What about you guys? So I managed to finish some books this week because I was like near the end of a bunch of them so i finished the kiss curse which is the second book in the hex hex series by aaron sterling it was a lot of fun i had a great time reading it i i recommend it i don't care that it was corny loved it (laughs) then i finished a reread of era fire which i've been rereading for the last little bit i just kind of put it on whenever i'm doing stuff so that was a slow one and i finally finished harrow the ninth do i have any idea what happened no no i do not (laughs) sophie and i had to go through the wikipedia article with my boyfriend and kind of like do a oh do you remember this and i was like (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) when this happened this is what it meant yeah there was a lot of that sure yeah yeah but besides that i started a book today that i am absolutely loving and it's called the dead romantics by ashley postin started that today oh my i god. started it today and it's so good oh my god it's just like so unique and it's gonna hurt me so bad <laughs> but it's just it's just so good so far um so i'm probably just gonna go into the lab tomorrow just so i can finish it because i i need to know yeah it's it's great it's a great premise it's gonna hurt me it's gonna cause me pain (laughs) sophie don't read it oh no (laughs) yeah anyways i don't know that i have three hours left but if you read the summary of this book you'll understand why i'm not quite sure how it's gonna end and why i think it's gonna cause me pain and i'll leave it at that oh man dang Hannah? I finished a couple of the books I was reading last time, and I still love The Lies of Locke Lamora and that race car romance book that came out of <laughs> Wattpad Press that I bought for $5. Turns out was bad. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. So I'm currently reading Ocean's Echo by Everina Maxwell and listening to A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall, and I'm halfway through both of them, and they're both so good. I love them so much so far. I am sure they're going to be five-star reads. And uh, yeah, A Lady for Duke is going to hurt me. And I saw someone describe Ocean's Echo as the like embodiment of the I am going to cause problems on purpose meme. (laughs) Which I appreciate. (laughs) Listen, it's like fake dating and soul bonding, which are two of my favorite tropes. But it's fake soul bonding. Oh my god, you guys. That is pretty good. Did you write this book for me? I think it's for me. I think it is. I think it's for me. I'm a big fan. When is this episode coming out? Wait, let me check. It's not November 11th. I know that much. No. <laughs> no, but I it's know... not November 11th. I, I know what episode's coming out after this one, though. <laughs> oh, man. Is the Christmas episode coming out after this one? Yeah. This is December 6th. Oh, man. Guys, the Christmas episode is going to be so good. We haven't recorded it yet, but 
but I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be great. And I definitely did not have to look it up. I was extremely prepared to announce that because this episode comes out in December, we are going to be reading The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox for our Midlight Book Club Book of the Month. Heck Yay. yeah. A holiday-themed rom-com. Woohoo. Here's hoping it's better than In a Holidays. I am sorry to the author of that one. <laughs> but it was just not great. Could it possibly be worse? <laughs> I cursed it. I did just read Drive. It that was worse. <laughs> that one personally offended me because it clearly wasn't edited. And we all know that I am a pedantic little asshole about bad copy editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you're going to self-publish, pay an editor. Literally, it was like, you know what? I could rant about this for 20 minutes. I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to say that if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, <laughs> consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of this show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And we should all heed these wise words from Max. Keep reading. Don't let anyone stop you. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. Except we're not going to immediately keep reading this book. We're going to wait. We're going to wait until the next time we record. We're going to go read something else. Yeah, I'm going to go read The Dead Romantics. That's not true. I'm going to go watch The Love is Blind Season 3. Actually, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm leaving. (laughs) 